is everybody this morning? I am good. I tell you what, I just get so almost tripped, that wouldn't be good, excited when the Holy Spirit moves. I mean, this morning, um, what happened in there when we worship and the, just the, and I know I've said this every week, but I'm not kidding. The unity that happens in the spirit because people are willing to open up, put the headphones on that we were talking about and listen to the Holy Spirit. It's so, so important to what we do on a daily basis in our life. So I'm going to open up with prayer. Um, if you've been with me since two weeks ago, you kind of know that it's kind of been building, right? We have first talked about um, the condition of our heart, and then we talked about surrender and obedience. We kind of talked about all of that. So right now, because I'm a visual again, I have opened up the toolbox as a representation that our hearts are open, right? We did some heart work last week, and heart work never stops, but we did some heart work. And so my prayer for, for everybody here and for me is that the Lord will finish what he started two weeks ago. He's a good father. He does not start something and put it on pause. So if he's been talking to you, if things have been um, happening in your life, um, I am just believing God's going to close it. So I'm just going to open up with prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I thank you for my sisters here. I thank you for every seat that is taken in this room, Lord God. I thank you that you are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning and the end. Lord Jesus, you know the desires of every single person here. You know the hardships. You know the battles that we are facing. Lord, and we trust in you. And we say, Lord, have your way in us this morning. Move in such a way that there is not a shadow of a doubt that we wouldn't step out in obedience. Lord, thank you for your presence this morning. Thank you, Lord, that you are a God that just loves us so, so, so much. Lord, I surrender any plans that I have that you do not have. I align my will, my mind, my emotions in with your Holy Spirit. I say use this time the way you want to use it, Jesus. Take this and multiply it for the good of your kingdom. And let us leave here free of any garbage that we might have taken in, of anything that's not done yet. Let us leave here free of that in Jesus' name. In your name we pray, amen. Courageous. It's really courageous to surrender your heart. It's really courageous to be obedient to the voice of the Lord. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. 
Be strong and courageous, for you must go. Be strong and courageous, for you will bring. Finish the sentence. Be strong and courageous because you will. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Put to death. Only be strong and courageous. What do you need to put to death? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Be strong and courageous. Do the work. Firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. Let that sink in. Let that sink in to a surrendered heart. Let that sink in so deep that you feel this new rising in you. That no matter what the situation is going around you right now, that you are going to be strong and courageous because he says so. What if be strong and courageous is not an issue of fear, but an affirmation of faith? What if be strong and courageous is a call to bring out God's best in his people? What if be strong and courageous is not about being foolish? What if be strong and courageous is not about having your A-game on? What if be strong and courageous is about bringing out God's best in other people? What if be strong and courageous not for the strength that you can muster, but for the strength the risen Savior gives you. That's surrender. What if be strong and courageous is allowing you to identify with the pain of Jesus' cry, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? What if be strong and courageous when you identify with the victory of Jesus' cry, it is finished. What if? Be strong and courageous, not because you are full of yourself, but because you are filled with the Holy Spirit. And what if? Be strong and courageous because our world needs to raise up Christ followers who are strong and courageous. For him and him alone. You know, if you know the Bible and you know where this comes from, this comes from Joshua 1. And Joshua was basically being mentored by Moses. And what we see in the scriptures, in the early part of the scriptures, we see Moses starting to mentor Joshua and starting to speak into him, and encouraging him, kind of telling him what's to come, but not to the point of the exact blueprint, but speaking into Joshua so Joshua's spirit is ready when the fight happens when, and when it's time to take over. When you know 
that you are being commissioned, when you know that words raise up your spirit, then what you need to know is that if your heart is not submissive and obedient to the Lord, you will be resistant to what he asks you to do to, in regards to being strong and courageous. If you are not fully surrendered to the Lord and his will for your life, you will miss out on many things that he's asking you to do. The thing is, is that God forbids fear when he commands a battle. Think about that. Really, fear and faith, they cannot coexist. They cannot. It is spiritually impossible. You either have faith and you walk in faith or you have fear. As soon as you let that enemy in, your faith gets put behind the backside. He forbids fear when he commands a battle. So what that looks like is that, like for Joshua, when they were going to cross the Jordan, he could not be like trembling to cross the Jordan. He had to be strong and courageous. He had to hear from his maker and know without a shadow of a doubt that he would never leave him or forsake him because God does not leave us. If he calls us to it, he will see us through it. But the thing is, is we have to take a step. We have to take a step. Prime example, this is on a small scale, but prime example, I'm going to pick on Ellie right now. She felt him. She felt him so strongly. She's scared. But she's like, oh my gosh, this could change someone's life. If I deliver this word, this could change someone's life because this word is not my word. This thought is not my thoughts because this is how he works when he works in us. So here she comes. She's walking in front of all of us, scared out of her gourd, just to deliver a word. And think about like what it did for our spirits. It edified us. It uplifted us because that's what happens that is what happens when community of believers come together and the spirit is moving and someone's like, yes, Lord, okay, I'll go and deliver that. I'm really scared though, but I'm doing it. And she went up there and we could all relate. We could all relate, couldn't we? We could relate. And, and my heart just went out to you because I was so proud. I've been there. It's scary. Why is it scary? Well, for one, it's not of this world. Do you understand that? What happened in there is not of this world, but it's how it's supposed to be. Through her mind, she could be like, oh, what are people thinking? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to sound like an idiot. I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I'm sure those were going through your head or wonder, wonder if this is not really the right word. Okay, is, is that how the Lord speaks, though? But what I'm saying is, does God call you selfish? And was it completely out of love? That's how you knew it was him. You weren't up there and being like, all of you guys, you just stink. You don't know what you're doing. I mean, that's not edifying or uplifting, right? But just like that, like, 
She went forward. It was an obedience. He was speaking. She had her pink headphones on, right? And, and she just was like, yes, Lord. Now, now, did it muster up? Did it take courage? Did she have to be strong and courageous? Yes. Do you think that God was looking down and was like, oh, my gosh, Ellie, way to go. You heard Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Absolutely, because from that word, chains broke. Because God's word brings freedom. And when the enemy tries to stop us from being strong and courageous, that's exactly what he does, paralyzes us. But I think I just heard you. And then the enemy, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. But the thing is, is that when the spirit of the Lord is flowing, and when we welcome him into the presence of where we are, even though he is here, it's like he moves in such a way where you cannot deny it. You cannot deny it. And you think you're crazy. Trust me. But then it's like all of a sudden, it's like you just have to go. It's like your body has to move. And then finally you're up there. And she's like, oh, goodness, I'm going to deliver this word. But I'm telling you, this is the thing. Think about what Joshua felt. He was commissioned by the Lord through Moses. He was not prepared but yet, Moses was edifying and encouraging him, guiding him. So when the time came, he knew what he had to do. God does the same thing. Why? Because he is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So that's why it's so important, even though Joshua is in the Old Testament, that is why it's so important for us to be in the Word. Because it will edify, it will uplift, and it will instruct us in our way of living today. So important to educate yourself. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. This occurs 39 times in the Old Testament. Now, how many people know that when God continues to repeat himself, he wants us to pay attention? The, the um, be strong and courageous, the beginning parts that I wrote or that I read, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, be strong and courageous for you must go, all of those are scriptures. Think about that. That is a lot of scriptures. Let's talk about, this is what I'm feeling really strong about, what stops us from entering the battle or winning the battle. Even though the battle is not ours, it's Jesus's, and, and he goes before us, and we know, and he will never leave us, leave us or forsake us, but there's things that we carry, especially as females, that stop us, that stop us from entering in in such a state of courageous and strong. One of them is a mirror. Oh, shoot, two-sided. Sorry, I didn't clean this. It's Stella's. Um, so this is the, this is the, this is my sword. And yes, it's a true sword. This stands for the word of God. But imagine me going into battle right now. I'm right-handed, so we need my sword in my right hand. But let's say I, I have, the army is coming. Oh, shoot. 
can you really do this? <laughs> oh, wait a second. How do I look? You see what I'm saying? Like, it's not about, it's not about who's looking back in the mirror. You see what I'm saying? Because if our eyes are here, we're not looking at this. This is a detriment to our battle. This, this can cause us to lose. Why? Because we're so consumed with us. I mean, I mean, this is an issue. This is an issue. This hand needs to be my shield. This is my sword. This is my shield. As soon as I put something else in this left hand, this mirror that I'm holding, this is going to distract, it's going to distort, and it's going to disrupt the plans that the Lord has. Why? Because I shouldn't be looking at myself. I need to be looking at him. It's so interesting to me because in James 1, 23 to 25, this is what it says. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and, does not, and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away. So think about it. Looking at myself and then I go away. And at once forgets what he is like. But the one who looks in the perfect law, the law of liberty, and preserves being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. That's James 1, 23 through 25. Proverbs 27, 19. As in water, face reflects face. So the heart of man reflects the man. This is trouble. Get it out of your hand and start looking at how God looks at you. Who does he say you are? Because that's where your, your identity comes from comes from, this brings vanity. Because this brings worldly comparisons that you will never, ever, ever measure up to. You got to remember that we are not of this world. You have got to remember that. And you have also got to remember, and I said this in session one, I'm going to say it again because it's so important. Birds of a feather flock together. Who is your flock? Who are you surrounding yourself with? And who maybe you should not surround yourself with? Holy Spirit's talking to you right now. If there is a person, you need to remember that. And then ask him how to deal with that. It is so important that you understand that this is a detriment. This is a detriment. And he even tells us. All right, the other one. And I'm not going to put this back in my heart because I'm believing that God is cleaning house right now. And so if this is something that you deal with, then you need to know that just in the name of Jesus, it can be done. Where you replace your mirror with your shield or your buckler. 
All right. The famous measuring stick. Measuring up to other people's expectations. Performance for acceptance. That was a big deal with me. Huge. I strived so hard to earn my father's love. So hard. And if I didn't measure up to his expectation of me, which a lot of times I didn't, I was ruined. Lust issues or want issues. It's part of the measuring stick. Comparison, we all know this, is a trap. It is an absolute trap because the enemy will take it and, and beat you so far up with it that pretty soon you don't even feel like you're worthy. And that's what happened with me. I didn't, no matter what I did, I never felt worthy enough, ever. Because the enemy came in, and this measuring stick, it was like my shadow. I'm not kidding you. This is not supposed to be here. James 3, 16 through 18. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceful, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Proverbs 14.30, a tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy, the measuring stick, makes the bones rot. I don't want rotting bones. But then here's the promises about the measuring stick. The right measuring stick. Psalms 23, verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall not want what someone else has. I shall not want what he doesn't want for me. I shall not want how he did not make me. 2 Corinthians 10, 17. Let the one who boasts, boasts in the Lord. His ways. Not our ways. Not the earthly ways. Not what someone else says about you. His ways. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. 1 Peter 2, 21, for to, for to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you as an example, so that you might follow in his footsteps. Did Christ go around with a measuring stick? No, he didn't. And if we are supposed to be Christ followers, and, then, and because we're following him, then we're supposed to make disciples, this is not what we need in our life. Plus, I'm sorry, fighting a battle, this would be really hard. I don't really know how I would rather have a shield in this hand to battle off the fiery darts of the enemy that comes at me because that's what he says our shield is for. So if I have this measuring stick in my hand, I won't be able to have my shield. Now, why do I keep going back to what's in our hands? Well, he tells us on a daily basis to put on the armor. 
right? And he has, on a daily basis, he says, your, your sword in one hand and your shield or your buckler in the other. With the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, sword of the spirit, and the, yep, and the shoes of peace. That's what he tells us. So all of these other things that come at us and that we store in our heart is actually a deterrent from being strong and courageous because it builds up where we don't trust him. So then when we hear Holy Spirit, we don't move because we're too consumed with dealing with our own issues and not handing it to him. You see what I mean? It's, 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 it's all comes back to how you deal with your heart is how you're going to hear from the Lord, which is how you're going to fight your battles, which in turn, are you really going to be able to be strong and courageous? If God is the same yesterday, today and tomorrow, and he tells us that he will never leave us or forsake us, it's a guarantee. A scripture that I have really been meditating on this week is that he will never grow weary or faint. People will. Our flesh, it will. He doesn't. So then why, if we're having an issue, do we go elsewhere? To someone who is probably weary and faint. Why not just go to Heavenly Father? Sit down, take time like you would, like I'm not saying, and I'm not saying like meeting a, a girlfriend for coffee and, and talking and, and having some, you know, some mentorship going on. I'm not saying that that's bad, but what I'm saying is who are you going to first to unload your junk? Because if God does not grow faint or weary, then that means that he's just like the ultimate garbage truck, right? He is the ultimate carrier away of our sins, of our issues. He does not come back and dump it back in our laps. And even though people are so great to do life with, people can dump your trash back in your lap. God never will, ever. Okay. Psalm 27, verse 14 says, Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Waiting is the process of still doing life, keeping your eyes on the one who made you, and allowing him to heal what's been broken. Waiting does not mean that you're going to be sitting on a chair and not doing anything. Waiting is a posture of the way that you live because you're, you're in connection with him and you're waiting for direction from Holy Spirit. God loves each and every one of you so much. 
And the world and people can disappoint us to the point that we shut the wrong person out. It's so important to separate and to know that's why heart work is so important. Because if you have wounds that need to be healed and you take it out on him, the one who made you, informed you and wants what wants what's best for you and wants you to prosper then why would you shut him out he will always take you back he won't be like well i've been trying to get your attention for the last 20 years and you just are not listening to me sorry no he doesn't do that and even if we stumble while we're trying to be strong and courageous, guess who's going to be the first one to pick us up? Because you know why? He will never leave us for, or forsake us. And if you look at every battle that was fought in the Bible, First was praise and worship. And then all they had to do was move. And they won. When we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, it's not because he's saying, I want worshipers. It's because he wants our heart. Worship is an act of surrender. Worship, for whatever reason, is such a way where your heart, like, I, I envision it this way. We're worshiping, walls are coming down, sometimes you don't even realize it. And I believe that the great creator is on the potter in the clay, and our hearts are round in that thing, and he's just chiseling away some of the hard things and the light's coming in and we're starting to hear his voice and then we're not as mad as that per at that person or like oh god oh you do want me to give that to you and, and you know why because as we're worshiping and sometimes trust me we don't want to worship because we're just mad i get it i've been there but that's why they call it a sacrifice of praise bringing unto him a sacrifice of praise. And he says, this is what he says, and this is how we're going to end this class. He says that when we bring a, when we bring a spirit of heaviness to him, he will replace it with a garment of praise. When we praise him, he will replace our spirit of heaviness. And I believe that that is also the heaviness that lays on your heart, that it will just come off. Not because I'm, uh, that I'm telling you, it's because it's in here. That's why it's so important to know this, to know this and to walk it out and to practice it because then it becomes a natural way of life. You don't even realize after a while that you're doing it because you're practicing it. Just like if you were a piano player, you practice to get better. Just like reading the word, you're practicing your relationship with him. That's the thing. We're sowing time into the word. We're going to reap. That's what he says. 
Call to me, I will answer and show you things that you don't even realize. Oh my goodness, why wouldn't you want to call to him? I want to know. I, I want to know things. I want to know that you go ahead of me. I want to know that you're the commander of my army that's behind. I want to know, Lord, that even when all things seem bad, that you are like, Danielle, I'm right here. Just be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. I will never leave you or forsake you. Get your armor on. I'm your rear guard. Fight every day. I'm just going to give you manna for today. Don't worry about tomorrow. I'm not telling you to worry about tomorrow. I am going to give you manna for today. You put your armor on. You surround yourself with good people. You spend time with me. This world is loud and it's brutal. And it will eat you up so fast. Find your flock. Find it. Find it. Find it. It is so important. Recognize who you're listening to. That's so important. How you're stepping every day is training yourself. Give yourself some grace. But remember, faith is an action. So because I'm such a, like, action, because really, faith is an action. I'm going to put this song on by Michael W. Smith. And I'm a mover because I believe that it just stir, you know, stirs up. So I'm just going to be marching. If you want to march, march. If you want to sit, sit. But I believe that once, once God shows revelation that we need to praise him as well because it's going to carry us into the next season, right? And just as you threw away things last week, if you were in my class, and I believe that we serve such a faithful God that he sent a garbage truck at just the right time. Come on, everyone. You can't plan that stuff. So we need to praise him. And, but we also need to submit and, and say, Lord, this is scary, but I am going to be strong, strong and courageous in this battle of life that I'm walking in. So whatever this looks like, I hope I'm not making you uncomfortable, but what I want to just instill in you is that it's so important to recognize the living God that is and is to come, and is the same yesterday and today and tomorrow, and that you need to start practicing in such a way where you build up your spirit so when the time comes, because you might be in a valley right now, you might not be on the mountaintop, or you might, who knows where you are, but that all of a sudden you'll be like, oh my gosh, this is in me. 